ESPN 1000, Chicago's home for sports. Welcome back, Cap J Hood, ESPN 1000. With Danny, Jeff, JR, Hoodie, and I are here every weekday morning at 7 a.m. It's Super Bowl weekend. Yes. We have the trade deadline in the NBA. Yes, yes. Lot to talk about, and the MLB lockout rolls on. But we also had news this week. That the University of Illinois, Chicago, UIC as they like to be called. Yes. We had told you a few weeks ago they're going to the Missouri Valley, leaving their longtime home at the Horizon League. And the Horizon League has a rule that if you leave early, there's a fine. I think they have to pay an out fee of an exit fee of $3 million, which they're going to do. That's correct. That all the athletes that are currently competing are ineligible for the postseason conference tournaments, which is their avenue usually in most sports, to the NCAA tournament. Mm-hmm. And there has been national outrage that how this could happen. These kids are not going to get to play. There's more to the story, and we want to present both sides. We had the AD from UIC on the other day with Waddle and Sylvie. Now we have the commissioner of the Horizon League. I've known her a long time, as has Hoodie. Uh, Julie Rolash joins us now from Indianapolis from the Horizon headquarters. Julie, good morning. How are you? I'm I'm well. Good morning. It's good to be with both of you. I appreciate the time. We appreciate you coming on. Absolutely. So there has been this national outrage from media types and fans and people in the sports community going, "What could? Why would the Horizon League do this?" And we heard from the AD at UIC. Hoodie talked to the head basketball coach at UIC. So what is your side of the story here? Because nationally, the Horizon League's taken a lot of hits. Well, I tell you, Dave, we would love to have the UIC student-athletes compete in the upcoming championships for the winter and the spring. And then that's, you mentioned the rule, that there's a couple of um, just corrections on that piece. But the bottom line is, few years ago there was actually a two-year notice requirement and our presidents and chancellors at the time said you know two years isn't realistic this needs to be one year and as long as schools that want to leave move to a different neighborhood so to speak do so no problem we just need a year's notice and in fact then there's no penalty financially and of course the student athletes keep playing and competing in all regular season and championships when that happened and by the way the, the the Early exit fee is six figures, not seven. Um, it's definitely not, definitely not over a million. I'll tell you that. Um, but w- with regard to that, um, when they passed it, it was unanimous, and if, and then it's been looked at even within the last couple years. And all the presidents and chancellors, including the current chancellor at UIC, affirmed, yeah, we still want the one-year notice, and there's got to be something to bolster that, the financial side and the eligibility side, to really encourage schools to give us that notice so that when they want to move to a different neighborhood, then then we can move forward with some strength still as a league and plan accordingly. In this case, all UIC has to do is tell the Valley, hey, we want to come. We just want to come in 2023. And we would welcome them with open arms to allow those student athletes to play this spring and, and into next year. We just had a member do that who came to our league who said, hey, we need a year's notice. Um, before we come, we said no problem. Pretty Fort Wayne gave the summit a notice. 
this is two years ago, and and we waited a year, and the, and then they came. So I I think there's definitely a path forward here for these student athletes to play. It's just it's up to UIC to make that happen. Uh, so, Commissioner, is there anything else that UIC did not do for you to uh, to make this decision? You mentioned you laid that out from UIC standpoint. Is there something else as far as the conversations that you've had with UIC that makes you think, okay, we need to be able to sever here, sever the ties? Um, not from my perspective. I mean, we'd love to have them as a member the rest of this year, of course, and, and into the twenty two twenty three year. I mean, that that's how we've really set it out to again just have some some semblance and and predictability and and then continue with strength as a league but no they've been i i credit their chancellor and ad they've they let me know when they were in talks with the valley um and then when they told me that they were thinking about uh, an invitation was coming i said to them hey i want to make sure you guys know if you leave early there's some really stiff consequences and you shouldn't assume relief from either of those um and they said no we we know that so here's my perspective. I've always believed in the philosophy of perception becomes reality. It may not always be the truth. It may not always have all the facts correct as you have laid out uh, your case. And we read Greg Doyle's article in the Indianapolis Star. And, yes, maybe UIC, uh, their former chancellor, I believe, signed off for uh, on behalf of her school. UIC was part of all this. They knew all this. But the perception nationally is that the Horizon League, the Big Bad Horizon League, is doing this to these men and women that have worked so hard. So has there been any thought of, I know we're in the right here, but we're going to take the high road because it's for the kids? Well, I can tell you when UIC made the request to our presidents and chancellors to say, hey, we know all the rules. Um, We're still asking you to set this one aside. They presidents and chancellors spent a lot of time in their meeting trying to think through um, what the different options are and and if UIC had put forward just anything extraordinary, unforeseen, like something that had popped up that that wasn't contemplated even whenever this rule was put on the books, and and they did it. Um, But but they they fully understood and talked about, is there some other path forward here? Because they understood that based on UIC's decision, they had taken away these opportunities for these student-athletes. But frankly, they just couldn't get there because as hard as it is, they also are are board members and and they know they've got this responsibility to try to uphold the rules that everybody agreed to. You mentioned the stiff consequences. So, Commissioner, in some ways, as I see this go down for UIC, it comes across as a message to anybody else in the Rising League that if you choose to leave and you don't do it the right way, meaning a year and giving your office notice that this could happen to them. Is that possible? Well, I think that's what when the as our membership bylaws have changed over the years, the president's chancellors have certainly said, hey, what makes sense in this? And that's why when it was a two-year notice several years ago, that didn't make sense anymore because obviously memberships become more fluid. And then over time, um, that's when they said, you know what, in order to, to try to provide some level of security to the current members, but still create a reasonable path for schools that want to leave to leave, then let, let's all agree on what that notice is. And, and they all agreed to the one year. And, and they've, as well as, and then if you don't, then obviously there's some consequences. And we've, unfortunately, we um, had a member leave a couple of years ago that did not give notice and, went, and didn't want to pay the early exit fee. And that ended up in the courts. And 
we were successful with it, but that's that's not where we, we want this to go. That's why we agree on the rules on the front end. And, and in that setting, with the presidents and chancellors, of course, the ADs give input um, in, a, in a more collaborative space. That's why it, it's the we're all scratching our heads a little bit um, about UIC claiming shock and surprise because this this is not new um, and, and this it should not be surprising. And that just goes back to, gosh, if they could just give that year's notice, this all goes away. So is there anything they can do, UIC, if they said, okay, we'll add whatever the amount of money that you guys determine. We'll pay extra, but we want our kids to compete because do you worry at all that down the road it's going to be used against a Horizon League school in recruiting? You see what they did to UIC? Even though UIC signed off and they knew the rules, again, perception becomes reality. Is there any other way to get relief so these kids can play? I think that the the path here for UIC is is to reach out to the Valley and say, hey, we just need another year. And we knew this going in. I don't know why they chose to announce this in January um, at the time they did. But I think if they could just say, hey, we need another year, um, that, that's to me, that's the way out. Was there ever a consideration to stop UIC from playing in the fall and winter? Now that you know they're going to the Valley, I mean, they're playing the regular season. You're now allowing them to be in the championship game. Why, why not end their opportunity to just play at all in the Horizon League then? Well, you know, that goes back to the the two pieces of, of notice. And as long as a school gives notice, obviously there's it, it's great. I mean, you're a full member and, and good standing. It's only whenever that notice doesn't happen, but the only two triggers are the financial piece and then it's postseason eligibility. So, no, regular season is those opportunities are fully secure and and we want to keep providing those. Absolutely. It sounds and and I don't think I answered the the earlier question. This this is not a money issue. So it's not UIC. You need to pay more money in order. This is not a pay to play type situation. Commissioner, uh, what is the appeal process for UIC, is there any way for them to come back to the table and ask again? Um, you know, they they haven't asked that. Um, it's obviously the presidents and chancellors. That's the, the buck stops with them, so to speak. Um, and I've not heard from UIC in terms of, hey, um, could you reconsider this? Um, but if 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 that came, then that would go directly to our presidents and chancellors. So. Do you think, A, that's coming, and B, if it did come, do you think there's any chance the presidents would go, just let him play and get him out of the league and let's move on? I'm tired of being dragged through the mud here. Um, I, I, I can't tell you if that's coming. That's certainly a question for UIC, but I'd, I'd really love to see UIC engage with Missouri Valley and say, hey, let's rethink our transition here. And and as you, as you all know, you're sports experts. I mean, we just saw Texas and Oklahoma give notice of – multiple years before they're going to transition leagues. There's other schools that give uh, more than five months notice before they're going to transition. So I think if I think that's the most positive and productive path here. Commissioner, is there a feeling within the office, uh, your office, of saying, okay, so if we allow UIC to continue, they could win one of the championships uh, with Horizon, and then they're going to the Missouri Valley. Is there any thought of saying, okay, we have, need to end this because if they're able to win, they win one of our championships and they go someplace else? No. I mean, I if as, as a long-ago student-athlete, if student-athletes are participating and, and they 
they're cleared to play in regular season or championship, go get it. We we we, we want that opportunity. We want that experience. In, in my view, UIC is a member until June 30, 2022. I hope it's to June 30, 2023, and then their student-athletes are eligible for the championships. I hope UIC makes, can make that happen. Appreciate you taking time. Have a great weekend. Thank you. Appreciate you both. Thank you, you Commissioner. Take care. Julie Rowe Lash. She is the Commissioner of the Horizon League. She lays out her case, and if you read the Greg Doyle article in the Indianapolis Star, it sounds like UIC was one of the ones that proposed this legislation Back in 2013. so That, that is true. I, I read just, this. This is in the Indy Star. You go to IndyStar.com. You can see Doyle's piece is always all over it. Indianapolis sports and the, and college sports. Uh, just but, but, again, it just circles back to this, Cap. The, the student athlete should have the opportunity to compete for a championship. It was taken away from them midstream. It wasn't at the beginning of the men's basketball basketball seasons. It wasn't. It wasn't at the beginning of some of these other sports. It's in the middle. It's in February. This happened. All right. Uh, we appreciate her time. Super Bowl's fast approaching. How are we watching? What are we eating? And who will win next?